you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And on this fabulous episode of Locked On Mizzou, we've got plenty to get to, including, yes, the thing I teased yesterday, where in fact if Connor Basilak throws more interceptions in fall camp, why that actually might be a good sign for the Tigers this coming season. But first, of course, we got to talk a little bit more about Desiree Reed Francois being hired as the Mizzou athletic director. And it was just confirmed, actually, by multiple Mizzou sources that Desiree Reed Francois's contract has been approved. The terms are six years at a minimum of $800,000 per year, could be nearly a million dollars per year with incentives included. She is going to officially begin on August 15th, contract running through June 30th. 2027 and also Mizzou also going to officially have her opening introductory news conference tomorrow at 10 a.m. Certainly I will be running sound on that and we'll have all the reactions and takes you could possibly want on the Desiree Reed Francois news conference tomorrow for you right here on Locked on Mizzou. And Eli Drinkwitz spoke with the media after yesterday's Missouri football practice. And, well, naturally, as you might expect, he was asked his thoughts about Desiree Reed-Francois. And here is what Eli initially had to say. I don't know her personally. Uh, very excited about what she's going to bring to the table. I think anytime you have a fresh perspective and fresh eyes and, and ideas, it's an opportunity for all of us to grow and learn. Obviously, she's got great experience. She's been in the SEC before. Um, you know, has done nice work with, with, with at Virginia Tech and at uh, UNLV, and so look forward for to, you know to partner with her and, and continue to push this program forward and, and this athletics department forward. So once again, no matter what situation Eli Drinkwitz is put in, he's always media savvy. He knows when to be funny. He knows when to be irreverent. He knows when to throw some barbs. And he also knows when to praise his new athletic director, the person he's working with, despite the fact that, well, as he mentioned, they've never met. But speaking of Eli and his future working relationship with Reed Francois, well, he was specifically asked what he would like to see from her on that account. Well, it's what I can do for them and it's part of fitting in their vision for our athletics department and how do we work together to achieve the goals. You know, champions behave like champions, long for champions, they have a winning standard performance. And so, you know, hopefully we just raise that standard of, of, of what we're trying to accomplish within the athletic department, within our football program, and before to partner uh, with her in doing that. So once again, well played by Eli there. I don't know if any of you really noticed, but he could have potentially stepped on a landmine there. He did an excellent job of actually flipping the premise of that question because, you know, a less media savvy coach might have been like, well, hey, here's what I need from this new athletic director. And it might have come off sounding like 
he thought he was in charge and I'll show this woman what's up and all that thing. But no, instead, he flips the script and says, well, it's just as important for me to figure out what she expects from me as a football coach and all that kind of stuff. So once again, Eli, the master media man. And to that point, just one final soundbite on the athletic directorship. For as much as you want to praise the new gal, well, you don't want to kill Jim Sterk on the way out either. At least Eli certainly didn't seem like that was his goal whatsoever. Man, I've got a lot of respect for Jim Sterk. Obviously, I owe him a lot for him bringing me here to Missouri and, and have a tremendous amount of respect for uh, what he did for our program, obviously getting the indoor done and, and uh you know, uh, giving me the opportunity to be the head football coach. So wish him all the best and, and know that we'll have a friendship uh, in a relationship moving forward and, and uh, also open my heart for a new opportunity with a new AD and, and uh, working together. I mean, that's just that's part of the business and, and uh, part of life. So while from my perspective, Jim Sterk left a mixed legacy at Missouri, some good, some bad, I like that Eli chose to focus on the positive in this case, and certainly being able to fundraise at the level he was the last few seasons to get the indoor practice facility done, to get the south end zone facility done. These are all major steps forward for the University of Missouri, and Jim Sterk definitely deserves credit. Now, I think Eli may have been a little bit charitable saying that Jim Sterk helped bring him to Missouri. That's certainly partially true, but I think as we've learned over the last few months, it wasn't just Jim who wanted him. A lot of board of curators, Moon Choi, the president himself, had every bit as much power, if not more, than Jim at that moment. So again, a bit of a weird legacy, a bit of a strange finish for Jim Sterk this last 18 months in many ways, but I think overall a fairly positive legacy he's left at Mizzou. Let's just hope we can move forward and be even stronger in the Reed-Francois era. And I do have more sound from Eli coming up about the actual football practice and what happened on the football field. But first, before I get there, I want to tell you about Missouri's week one line, which is heading, which is, excuse me, holding steady over at betonline.ag. Missouri minus 13 over Central Michigan right now. That's been about in the range. I think it may have hit a high of 14 at one point. As low as 11 was the opener, obviously. Some people, including myself, thought 11 was too low. But maybe even more notable, over at betonline.ag, they've posted all the totals for Week 1. Missouri's over-under right now at 60-and-a-half. Very early action here with almost all the numbers being your sort of standard minus 110 VIG. So if you feel like there's a good opportunity here, head to betonline.ag right now and when you do definitely use the promo code locked on because on your first deposit you'll get 50 percent on top of whatever you buy in for as a welcome bonus once again if you want that 50 percent welcome bonus you got to use the promo code locked on at bet online your online sportsbook experts you know what before i get to more sound bites with eli drinkwitz Let's pay off my Connor Basilak interception take just to make sure we get there. And what I'm about to say is going to seem a little bit counterintuitive at first. So please stick with me for a second. Now, of course, historically, all great quarterbacks 
avoid turnovers and especially interceptions. I'm not going to argue with that whatsoever. So again, counterintuitively, how can it be that Connor Bazelak throwing more interceptions in practice and in fall camp is actually good for the Tigers and for him? Because, well, it's quite simply this. What better way to know how to not throw interceptions than to throw a bunch of interceptions? Again, think about how human beings are wired. If you put your hand on a hot stove and it burns the living bejesus out of you, well, that's a memory that gets seared, no pun intended, into the back of your brain. You're going to remember for the rest of your life, I never want to touch a hot stove ever again. Well, by the same token, as a quarterback, if you throw, if you try to fit a tight a, a pass into a tight window, you just think, okay, I'm going to try to let my arm strength take over here. Hopefully I can whiz this ball past this linebacker's ear and he won't have time to react. Well, if he gets his hands up in the air and picks that ball off, well, guess what? In the future, you're going to go, oh, gosh, I guess I can't do that anymore. My point is, is I'd much rather you get out these bad decisions in practice than in the actual game. Because here's the deal. All great quarterbacks, once again, yes, that is true. They avoid interceptions. But that isn't what separates great quarterbacks from, from just the sort of average to good quarterbacks. Because right now, that's what Connor Bazelak is. He's a good quarterback. But what made Chase Daniel, for instance, what made him the greatest quarterback in Mizzou history? It wasn't that he avoided interceptions, although Chase Daniel was very good at avoiding interceptions. Because, again, if it was just interceptions, well, then Alex Smith would be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But we all know that Alex Smith doesn't have the biggest arm, number one in the world. But to me, even more importantly, I think at times he was just unwilling to take chances. And I think we saw that a little bit from Basilak last season. At a certain point, you have to be willing to take chances, throw a ball that maybe has a, a chance of getting intercepted. Depending on the situation, you might have to throw a ball up for grabs on third and 12 occasionally. Again, you don't want to throw the ball up for grabs on first and 10, but again, third and 12, that is what made Chase Daniel the greatest of all time at Missouri. It was the fact that on third and long, when, you're on, when it's third down and you're behind the sticks, you're behind schedule, if you will, well, that's what makes all the great quarterbacks truly special. It's that ability. Because there are lots of quarterbacks who can look fantastic on first and 10 and second and three when you've got all your, you've got the threat of the run, you can play action pass, everything is at your disposal. But when it's third and 12 and the defense isn't worried about you running a draw play, their defensive ends are just taking off, they're not worried about run fits whatsoever. Well, guess what? That's when the greats are great. That's when Patrick Mahomes is great. That's when Chase Daniel is great. That is the final level of quarterback greatness is when it's third and long, if it's third and 10 plus, if you're expecting that offense to pick up the first down, well, you've now reached the top level of quarterback play. Will Connor Bazelak get to that extremely high level? The odds are pretty low, quite frankly. But for him to find the highest 
best version of himself. He's going to have to take some chances in practice, and he's going to have to mess up in practice sometimes. So if we're hearing reports, and again, the reporters aren't going to be watching all of practice, so who knows what we're going to be getting information-wise. But if you just so happen to start hearing a lot of reports of Basilak turning the ball over, throwing a lot of picks in practice in particular, fumbles are one thing. But if he's throwing a few more picks than maybe you'd like in practice, well, don't worry about it. Maybe it's a bad sign, but counterintuitively, it could actually be a great sign, too, that he's getting more aggressive and figuring out what his limits are as a player. And I do have more sound from Eli coming up, including comments on our new middle linebacker, Blaze Aldridge, as well as a couple JUCO defensive linemen. But first, let me tell you about our title sponsor, and that's rockauto.com. And let me let all of you in on a little secret. Those auto part chain stores, those car dealerships, Man, they're ripping you off. I'm just going to be real with you because for whatever reason, they think it's okay to overcharge your do-it-yourselfers. And yet the professional mechanics, well, they just get all the cheap prices. Well, not at rockauto.com because their prices are reliably low for every single customer, even the great unwashed like myself. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. And here's the hot tip. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. And write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Well, new Missouri linebacker Blaze Aldridge, a transfer from Rice University. Looks like he's only going to be a Tiger for this one season, so we'll have precious little time to get to know the young man. So let's hear what Eli Drinkwitz had to say about his personality after practice yesterday. It reminds me of me, except for the hair, right? He's comfortable in his own skin. He is who he is. He knows who he is. Works extremely hard and, and uh, like the way he's working. So another Eli Drinkwitz with cooler hair. Well, I'll certainly take that from Blaze Aldridge. If he really is that kind of a guy, heck, let's hire him as a graduate assistant after this coming year. Maybe he'll be the next Missouri head football coach. Oh, in about 20 years or so. Let's let's go with that time frame. Now, fortunately, on the injury front, Eli Drinkwitz didn't have a lot of updates Michael Wilson and Chad Bailey were out with what he described as an illness. Who know we'll we'll just we'll just go with that. We'll go with an illness. Other than that, not a lot of notable injury news, which obviously no news is good news on this front. But Eli was also asked about a couple junior college defensive linemen, George Realis and Daniel Robledo, both guys transferred to Missouri this past off season and well here's Eli's expectations for those young men. I think they got to continue to focus one day at a time. You know, everybody wants it right now. You were recruited to, to play right now and you just got to focus one day at a one day at a time. Just be 1 and 0 today, 1 and 0 this period, 1 and 0 this rep. And those guys are going to get there. They play with really good effort and uh, they're going to help us this year. There's no doubt. 
So just hearing that phrase at the end, they're going to help us this year, no doubt. I've heard a lot of good things about Isaiah McGuire, who split time on the inside and outside on the line last season. Sounds like he's going to 100% focus on defensive end. So just hearing that George and Robledo may be coming along nicely. I've also started hearing some good reviews from Travion Ford, a true freshman defensive end, too. Will Travion be able to see the field this season? I think we'll see a lot of these guys at least a little bit. Because as a reminder, you can play in up to four games and still preserve your red shirt status. I believe that rule changed in the 2019 season. So really, again, even a guy like Tyler Macon, who may be the third string quarterback, a lot of reasons to believe he'll see the field this fall, at least in mopped up duty against Southeast Missouri State, for instance. It's not like years ago where if Blaine Gabbert played one snap, well, then he lost his red shirt. That is no longer the case. And finally, I brought up injuries just a little bit ago. Messiah Swenson, a tight end who's been in the program for a while, well, he's definitely dealt with injuries. He tore his ACL during, I believe, before the 2018 campaign, wasn't completely physically back yet in 2019, it didn't sound like. Then, obviously, in 2020, he's got a new coach, a new system with precious little offseason practice time to figure out all of this new stuff. Messiah it basically admitted that his head was swimming last fall and that he didn't really know where he was supposed to be out there on the field at times. Well, he's really taken taken preparation and homework off the field seriously it sounds like and a guy who's at six foot eight has all the measurables you could want as a red zone threat in the tight at the tight end position I really think that he could and I want to emphasize could be an exception to sort of the rule of thumb I laid out about a week ago which is that for breakout players if the breakout hasn't happened by their junior year, it's probably not going to happen. Generally, the sophomore season is where you see a lot of breakouts, maybe the redshirt sophomore campaign. If you don't at least see some production by then, it's probably not going to happen. Well, in his three years at Mizzou, Messiah Swenson has two receptions. Both of those came last season. But again, with those physical tools, with those injuries he's had to overcome, and with the obviously exceptional exception to the rule, COVID 2020 season, there may be a reason that he hasn't come along as fast as we would have thought. Not an excuse, but actual reason. So Messiah Swenson, a guy, again, could be an exception to that rule. I'm not predicting it, but somebody I'm very much keeping an eye on during this fall camp and early in the actual football season. So with all that being said, once again, I will see you all tomorrow after the Desiree Reed Francois press conference. We're going to roll sound and react to all of the pertinent details. So, again, I will see you all then. I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.